Hello everybody, welcome back to the Catching Feelings Podcast. I know we said that last week would be our last episode before Micah left, but we decided to hop on and bang out one last episode. Yeah, we're feeling ambitious. Yep. So Micah leaves tomorrow at night. Yep. I don't know if I'm handling it well. Nikki's about to have a breakdown, <laughs> but I'm doing great. Yeah, because you have like something exciting to look forward to. But then I'm just, like, losing something. Right. Oh, I know. Long distance question. Uh-huh. Do you think it's easier to be the person leaving or the person staying? Definitely the person leaving. Really? Yeah, because you have something to look forward to. See, I was going to say the opposite because if I were you and I was staying, like, you're staying here with, like, your family and, like, your dog, but then I'm, like, going by myself, you know? True, true. Maybe if it were one of your first years, then it would be worse for you. But since you're really comfortable there, then it's definitely worse for me. Yeah, I guess so. I can see that. Every time you come home, I feel like I get used to you being around again. So then it's sad when you leave. Yeah, true. Because I, when you're gone, I get used to just doing my own thing. And I don't really think about it too much, like the long distance. But... Once you come back, then I'm reminded of how fun it is to be together. And then you just, like, leave again. Yeah. Although, I felt like this offseason, I wasn't, like, really home. Yeah, you're kind of back I mean, I it was a few months, but... But it's just nice to know that you're there. Yeah. If I ever am bored and... Yeah, true. I'm like, come do this with me. I'm like, oh, okay, great. This is kind of... I don't know why. We're filming a podcast, so this made me think of this. Yeah. But then I went to Iolani the, the other day. And then I stopped by Pegliarini Sensei's classroom. Oh, yeah. And then she said she listened to, like, a couple episodes of the podcast. And she was like, wow, I didn't know you used to talk that much because you never used to talk in my class. Yeah. And I was like, what? I swear I used to talk all the time. Yeah, you used to talk out of turn. Right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I talked. But you would just say meaningless nonsense. Like, oh. you wouldn't actually say things with substance. Yeah, maybe that's what she was saying. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people who don't know you actually pretty much everyone in your life doesn't know this side of you like doesn't talk to you this way yeah that's true actually but since it's just us two like in a room talking then it's different yeah you're right like you feel more open actually that's that's really spot on right because it's just me and you so then i can like i don't know i'm more comfortable to like share things right and then you don't realize that other people are listening to it yeah because it feels like we're just having a conversation yeah Anyway, so my flight leaves tomorrow night at 9.30 p.m., Yeah, which I enjoy because I can, like, sleep on the airplane. And then I'm going to fly to Dallas, which is, like, an eight-hour flight, so that's going to be kind of miserable. But good thing I can sleep. And then from Dallas, I go straight to Tampa. And then... How long is your layover? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't check, actually. It's usually, like, an hour and a half or so. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what's good this time? Is that... Okay, normally, I fly out on Saturday, and then get to florida on sunday but this time i'm leaving on sunday night so i'll get to dallas on monday which means chick-fil-a is open oh right because you always go to dallas and chick-fil-a is never open yeah because i usually get there on a sunday right that's good then you can get breakfast yeah i'm gonna get chick-fil-a breakfast yeah let's go so since it's micah's last day we decided to spend the whole day doing things that we love which is going to the beach specifically waimea bay yep my favorite beach 
we initially weren't going to go to Waimea Bay since the North Shore is kind of big right now. The waves. Yeah, because it's... Oh, yeah. The waves. I guess I should specify. Yeah. The waves since it's winter time. So we we're going to go to the east side instead, but I'm glad that we decided to go to the North Shore. Yeah, me too. Because... I mean, the surf report said it was going to be like six to eight feet, right? Yeah. But it was not big. Yeah. I mean, the shore break definitely got pretty big Yeah. at certain points, but it was swimmable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although the lifeguards kept getting mad and yelling at all of the people trying to go in the water. <laughs> Today's lifeguard was all time. He said like three funny stuff. Yeah. Somebody was like paddling out to the waves on a boogie board. Yeah. Where, like, there's people surfing. Yeah. And he was going to go out on a boogie board. And he got... The lifeguard got on the megaphone and broadcast it to the beach. What did he say? He was like... He said, Hey, you on the blue boogie board, uh, we really recommend you turn around and come back in right now because you're not on the proper equipment and you also don't have the proper skill level. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing for that guy. Yeah, just totally called him out in front of the whole beach. And then he was saying, like, you know, we only recommend that experienced swimmers go in the ocean. And if you're holding your nose with your hand or doing the doggy paddle, that is not (laughs) experienced. (laughs) That was a good one. I like that one. I think it's because a lot of people at the beach today were tourists and they don't realize how powerful the waves can be. Yeah, no, you know, actually, the first time we went in the water... That was the first thing I said. I was like, wow, the current's like kind of strong today. Yeah, you can just feel the current. Even though we went to a place on the beach where the waves weren't actively breaking, yeah. the current was still really strong and you could feel it. Yeah. So. And there's also a bunch of little kids at the beach. Right. And then the lifeguard said, parents, please keep an eye on your little ones. Letting your child play in the waves is like letting them play in traffic. It's not safe. <laughs> yeah, so he wasn't holding back because... He's risking his life if anyone yeah, it's true. starts to drown. Right. So. Anyway, we also went to a new eating place that we've never been to before. It was a village of food trucks in Haleiwa. And we got there, paid $2 for parking, and realized it wasn't open. Yeah. So we had to wait 30 minutes in the car before it opened. But it was definitely worth it. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. It's called Surf and Salsa. Like, right when they opened to... A really long line formed. Yeah. So I guess it's really popular. It's new, but I guess a lot of people know about it and like it. Yeah, it was good. Our our routine for North Shore is usually getting lunch, then going to the beach, and then getting acai bowls before driving home, but we didn't this time because we had a pretty big lunch. Yep. I kind of regret it now, though. I wish I got an acai bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you can't really get good acai in town, right? Yeah. Okay, do you like smoothie acai or sorbet acai? I'm definitely a smoothie acai guy. I it just depends what I'm in the mood for. Like if it's my dessert, I want sorbet acai. Yeah, that makes sense. But if it's just at the beach, I want a smoothie acai. I think I'm a hundred percent a smoothie, smoothie guy though. Mm. I remember like a couple years ago, I got the smoothie acai and you got sorbet acai. Yeah, that was an accident though. I didn't know the difference. Yeah, and then we both tried each other's and we decided we liked the other person's more. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I always tell Micah that he should get a tan before he leaves. So that it looks like he's actually from Hawaii. But yeah. you look pretty pale right now. <laughs> uh, well, since I'm half white, I think people don't really know what I am. Or they definitely can't tell where I'm from. Yeah. Bruce, stop it. Okay, so actually, 
I would say less than half of our audience is from Hawaii and the rest of it is from other parts of the world and the country. So Micah said his number one asked question is if you're going to Hawaii, what would you recommend to a tourist? Yeah, I get this question a lot from coaches and other players. Mm-hmm. So what is like your number one must do thing for people visiting? Okay, well, the first question you have to ask is like what island oh because right. some people i feel like are into the touristy experience so for that going to oahu and staying in like waikiki is probably the best yeah but then some people want to see like the nature more right so for that i usually say like go to maui, maui yeah maui's pretty touristy nowadays though oh is it yeah like it's not as industrial as here but it's still pretty touristy like resort like yeah but it's different than here though for sure yeah so if they were coming to Oahu then? Yeah. Okay, I think Oahu is generally the best answer. Because you get a little bit of both. Yeah, you can kind of get everything. Yeah. So I think if you've never been to Hawaii at all, you should start with Waikiki because it's kind of cool at first. Like yeah. and it's something that you have to do, but then only for a couple days. It's probably better if you stay in a hotel in Waikiki just because there's like a lot of food around there. Right. Like, nightlife is good. Yeah, nightlife is good, but the beaches are not as good. Yeah, but at least you can swim Yeah, in the ocean there. And there's generally not any man of war mm-hmm. or jellyfish. I'll yeah, definitely I've... recommend staying a whole day in the North Shore, though. Yeah, for sure. Like, beach hopping around the North Shore. Yeah. Because the beaches there aren't, are like, are real beaches. They're yeah. not like the ones in Waikiki. Like, clean water, nice sand. And if you're really adventurous, then you could go to the west side but actually i'm more of a beach person but i didn't realize how much people like hiking too so i feel like if you just like scenic heights and you're not really like a real hiker then makapu'u is a good one yeah true because makapu'u the path is paved mm-hmm. but and it's then, still super nice yeah it's nice views but then it's not like it's not really hiking you're just yeah. kind of going on a walk yeah and then what are your top eating spots that you have to have I think everybody should definitely get a poke bowl. From Off the Hook. Yeah, Off the Hook is probably my favorite. Yeah. Actually, Off the Hook is by far my favorite. Yeah. I also think Waihole Poi Factory is a good place to visit. I would agree. Because it's kind of like an old looking place. Uh Uh-huh. And they have Hawaiian food. Most people probably never had like real Hawaiian food. Yeah. I didn't think about this, but there are also probably people who go to Kualoa Ranch to either do horseback riding or ATV riding. I was going to say that. Kualoa Ranch should definitely be part of your visit. Yeah. Because, well, first of all, it's cool because they filmed Jurassic Park there. Yeah. So then that in itself would, like, incline people to want to go there. That and something else, like Lost or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can do do horseback riding there or, uh, like, ATV stuff, I think, right? Yeah. Did they have a zipline too or no? Uh, They have one in Kahuku. I don't know about there. That's actually, well... My cousin from New Hampshire visited recently, and my grandma took her to Kualoa Ranch, and they rode the ATV. They did the ATV ride, and my grandma said it was super fun. So I actually want to do that now. Yeah, that would actually be really fun. Yeah, it's different though because if someone were to visit, I probably wouldn't take them to an organized activity like that. Like I wouldn't take them think to take them to something like that or Pearl Harbor. I would yeah. just take them to all the spots that I like to go to, like yeah. beach spots. True. And but I think people spots. visiting want to see like that sort of thing. The touristy stuff. Yeah. 
Okay, here's a question. Do you think it's worth it to go to the zoo or aquarium anywhere? Like, whenever you travel? Yes, but I would not go here in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't think the zoo is that cool. Okay, but we went to the zoo in Omaha. Yeah. And that was awesome. You thought it was awesome. I thought it was, like, cool, but not that great. Dang it. <laughs> but you, you really like animals. I don't know. Animals. I love the zoo yeah. and the aquarium. Yeah. I remember in high school, we really wanted to go to the aquarium. So we decided to go, and it was, like, such a letdown. Yeah, it was so bad. I remember going there in kindergarten, though, and I thought it was so cool. I guess it wasn't that good. Oh, my gosh, another story. In kindergarten, we took a field trip to the aquarium, and someone... Like, there's a part of the aquarium that's on the beach, like, on the ocean, and one of the kids fell in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so then... One of the dads had to jump in and save him. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I don't, but I knew what you were going to say. Yeah. But I think, okay, Pearl Harbor, I think, is actually cool. You probably don't think it's cool because we've, we've taken multiple field trips there. Yeah. But, like, okay, it's not, it's honestly kind of sad because of what happened right. in Pearl Harbor. But when you go on the ferry, like, out to the memorial, you can see all the sunken ships and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I know a lot of people like to visit there. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of eerie feeling, but it's cool. Yeah. It's definitely a must-see yeah. thing. I wonder if people ever visit Punchbowl. I doubt it. Yeah, probably Punchbowl not. is just like a cemetery. Yeah. I don't know. When you travel, are you the type of person that likes to plan everything out? Or do you just like to go with the flow at the beginning of the day? I don't know, because I haven't really like planned many vacations. True. And all the times I have gone on vacation, like with my family... We're definitely planners. Like, we plan activities to do on each day. I like a little bit of both. Like, I don't like to have an itinerary for each day, but having a list of things that you want to accomplish definitely helps you to keep going. Yeah. I don't think I could ever just show up in a random city, though, with nothing planned. Some people <laughs> and then just, don't like, even... figure out what to do on the spot. Yeah, and some people don't even know where they're going to stay. Yeah. Like, they don't book hotels ahead of time. Yeah. I could never do that. Yeah, that's crazy. What is your dream travel location? I want to go to Alaska so bad. Yeah, you always say that. Why? Because I saw on a Dude Perfect YouTube video, they went to Alaska. Because, okay, Dude Perfect does like trick shots on YouTube. But then they have a new series called Bucket List. So then they just like do bucket list items. So they went to Alaska and they did like ATV riding, some fishing. They did dog sledding and like gold panning yeah gold panning they did that too i've done all those things in alaska too well i've never been but i don't know it looks so cool you and would I'm, love it i love nature stuff yeah so alaska would be a good spot for me you would definitely love it you feel really in touch with nature when you're there yeah the only problem is that i only have the winters for the off season right. and i'm not going to go to alaska in the winter because it it's going to be freezing cold, right you can only go in the summer basically the place that i wanted to go for the two of us in the off season was joshua tree yeah. Because I feel like I just want your head to be clear for a few days. Yeah, it's true. In the off season. And I feel like it would be really relaxing. Yeah. What do you even do there, though? I think you just camp out. Mm. Look at the stars. Yeah. Just live with nature. I think Big Bear is also really cool. It's really close to LA, but you can ski and snowboard. Yeah. Except that's not really what you want to be doing in your off season. Yeah, I don't think I should do that. Yeah. Too much risk. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why. This has only been, like, a recent thing for me, where, like, I've been really wanting to spend some time in nature. It's because your life is so busy. Yeah, I think so. No, actually, not... Okay, 
I seen on the Chicago Cubs YouTube channel they were doing like off season, uh, like an off season series, like checking in with the pl- Cubs players oh, to see shoot. what they're doing. I didn't see that. And then there was a couple of guys who were like really into fishing or hunting in the off season. Not so much because they actually enjoy hunting or fishing. It's just because they can go out there alone with like a clear mind and just like enjoy nature. That's so true. Especially because their life is just like go, go, go all the time. They just need some time to decompress. I noticed a trend uh, amongst baseball players where they either get married in the off season or travel or have kids yeah <laughs> like i feel like all baseball players are getting married in the off season yeah there's always a few guys that come back to spring training every year and they got married yeah or they got engaged yeah or something. every single year i mean i guess all of you are kind of at that age that's why yeah i think so it's pretty common but yeah especially for the major league guys because they have so many fans every single game and like the adrenaline that comes from playing a major league baseball game is definitely a lot more than I've experienced so far. But I could see how when it's the off season time, like they just want peace and quiet. Yeah, totally. Okay, moving on. What is your ideal date? <laughs> um Okay, better question. Or just to kind of narrow it down. Okay. For a first date, would you rather go to dinner? Or, like, do an activity? That's a tough one because I feel like doing an activity would break the ice a little bit, make it a little bit less awkward. But I, d- I feel like going to dinner could be valuable, too. Yeah. I think it depends your previous relationship with that person. Like, if you were friends before, then doing an activity would be good to break the ice and do it in a date setting. But if you're... If it's like a blind date, then I feel like going to dinner might be better so that you can get to know the person. Yeah, maybe. Definitely not a movie. Movie's like the worst thing. <laughs> See, I was thinking movie could be an option because all you have to do is sit there and watch the movie and you don't say anything to each other. But then you don't know if you want a second date or not. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe you can go to a movie and then eat dinner after. Yeah. And then you guys can talk about the movie. Oh, to get the conversation started. Wow, very good thinking. So what do you think, activity or dinner? I'll still say activity. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of activity? Like bowling? Yeah, or like mini golf or something. Oh, mini golf would be a really good one. Yeah. One of my favorite dates was when we went mini golfing in Florida. Yeah. That was but really fun for some reason. If you're going to do activity, it can't be like something too difficult. Yeah. Because let's say you go bowling and then... Like, the girl just gets gutter ball every single time. Then it's not even fun, you know? That's partly true. You could use Or, like, the if bumpers, you go to the though. driving range and they can't even hit the ball. Yeah, driving range wouldn't be a good one. Unless yeah. you're both into golf. Yeah. When we went mini golfing, Micah beat me by one stroke. Yeah. I was ahead the whole time. But then I think I got lazy because I thought I was I had it in the bag. Yeah, you were definitely ahead at one point. At, at The whole time I was ahead. Okay. But then I got lazy. Yeah, for sure. You beat me on the last stroke. That was a good game. Or, or That was probably the best mini golf you've ever played. Yeah. I was really locked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like we've played a lot of mini golf anyway. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever played mini golf yeah, together. Yeah, that might have been the first time. We've never also gone ice skating together. Yeah. Well, you can't even do that here. Yeah. Like, a lot of our dates were definitely going to the movies. But movies that we actually wanted to watch. Yeah. We also get dinner a lot. 
Actually, everything's a date, so. True. Wait, so you didn't answer the question. What is your ideal date? Oh, like now? Yeah. That we've already been dating, you mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just doing stuff that we like. Yeah. Okay, How? here's a better question. Easier question. What does your ideal day look like? Like a day spent together. No, no, no. Or, no, just like perfect day in your life. Okay. Perfect day in the life would be, ideally, we would be living together. Ooh. And I would wake up, get ready, and you would make me breakfast. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would go to the gym together. Ooh. But then we would do separate things. Like when I'm at the gym, I just have to focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. Agreed. I cannot, I cannot be lifting with somebody else. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. And then after the gym, we would come home and you'd make me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> And then in the afternoon, we would go to driveline together and I would train and you would come watch and take videos for me. Yeah, I would definitely do that. And then after training, we would come home and you'd make me dinner. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> want to go out to dinner? Oh, that, that works too. Okay. And then we'll spend a night on the town. Ooh. Doing fun stuff. Just like exploring the town. Yeah. Which town? Well, since I said driveline, I guess it has to be Seattle. Yeah. That actually sounds really fun and doable. Yeah. Okay, you know what I love? Is when you're just, like, a part of my day, like, all day long. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to say, like, just follow me around. Right. But, like, follow me around, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's actually really fun. I don't like when you're a part of my day because my day's pretty boring. Like, you're not going to come to class with me or sit with me in the library. (laughs) Like, sometimes I just sit in the library for three hours. Like, you're not just going to do that. But... The stuff that you do, I love to be there for it. Yeah. And I feel like when you're there, when I'm, like, hitting and stuff, then it, like, makes me more loose. Because uh, I'm just, like, trying to have fun. Yeah. Plus, you know I'm watching. Yeah. And I have to impress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me better. Okay. Here's my theory. Is that I'm going to take credit for you breaking the home run record. Because junior season, you had zero home runs. Okay, we never talked about this, runs. first of all. Did we not? No. Okay. All right. So I had a pretty legendary senior baseball season. Yeah. Just to taste myself for a second. Yeah, just taste yourself. So senior year, I broke the state home run record with, what, 12 home runs? Or 12 11? or 13. I think it was 12. 12? Yeah, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I feel like it was 13, but okay, moving on. Yeah. So what were you going to say? You're going to take credit for that? How? Yeah. Because so junior year, you had how many doubles? Like 12. But zero home runs. Yeah. And I didn't go to, like, any games junior year because right. I was still playing softball. And then senior year, I pretty much, like, called all your home runs. And since I was there... I called there, half of my own home runs, too. Since I was there, you hit all your home runs. Do you remember I used to be in the dugout and be like, oh, somebody just got out. I guess I got to hit a home run. Oh, here's another thing. And I'll just go out there and hit a home run. Yeah. And you would say it directly to me. Yeah. No, but <laughs> you know what's crazy about that? Right. Okay, what? I would tell you before the at-bat, like, I'm going to hit a home run. Yeah. But then I would go into the box, and I wouldn't even, like, remember that. Mm, And then I would hit a home run, come back, and be like, oh, I forgot that I called it. You would, like, while you're in the hole, you would say something to me. Then you'd go on deck, and then you'd, like, not really say anything. And then you'd go and hit a home run. Yeah. Also, another theory. Before I was the manager, I used to sit, like, right by the fence because I would make your videos. And then every time you're on deck, you would like wink at me or say something or wave. And then you'd always get a hit after. Yeah. So it's definitely me. (laughs) Also, when Micah debuted, 
um, as an affiliate, you got your first hit, the game that I was there, because you got caught up while I was there. Yeah. And then after I left, you didn't get a hit for, like, 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more. No, not that. Okay. It was, like, 20 at-bats. Yeah. That's only, like, I don't know, four games or five games. Yeah. So, just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take some credit. There's some truth to that. Thank you. Not to discredit you at all, but yeah. I just like to think that I'm... Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> here's what really happened, though, okay. in high school. Yeah. My junior year, I hit, like, 12 doubles, but I just wasn't strong enough to hit over the fence. So then, when fast forward year. a year, when senior year comes around and I got stronger, then all my doubles turned into home runs. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but then also, I hit three home runs as a sophomore, so it doesn't really make sense, but... Yeah, because I was around for more of the games back then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough about my brilliance. <laughs> okay, do you want to hear what my perfect day would be? Yeah. Okay. okay. We wake up and we get coffee together. I don't know why, but I love when we get coffee together. Um, then, I guess my the rest of my day would be just like yours. <laughs> <laughs> like identical to yours. I would probably want more fun involved, right. though. Like more emphasis on spending the night out on the town. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Less emphasis on me cooking for you. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a lie. I enjoy cooking for you. Now, you know what's going to have to happen? Is we're going to have to meal prep. Yes. I, I love meal prepping. I think it's the Japanese side in me, how they always make, like, bentos and stuff. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to eat it all because, like, I obviously I can't eat that much. But I've always wanted to do it for someone so that they can eat it. Yeah. I really need to learn how to cook. Micah, I think you're afraid to cook. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm totally capable. Like, it's not... Okay, come on. You have to be a real dummy to not be able to follow a recipe. Right. But I just don't want to, like, turn on the pan and stuff. Turn on the pan. Yeah. Because what if I burn my hand? You're not going to burn your hand. Okay, what if the oil, like, splatters and it... It's not. ...goes in my eye and then I can't see? It's not. I used to wear visor gogs when I would fry. (laughs) You're lying. No, I used to wear visor gogs while I would fry things. Because what if I lose my eyesight? Then I can't finish school. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So... Wiser gogs. Well, when we move in together. Yeah, I'll teach you. Yeah, you can help me cook. Yeah. That should be our next, not to think about next off season, but that should be our next off season goal. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you live not in the hotel this year, you're going to have to learn how to cook. Yeah, well, not really. Because I'm going to have to like feed myself breakfast. Right. Are you a cereal guy? Not really, honestly. I think a perfect breakfast for me is definitely... A bowl of yogurt with some fruit in it mm. and then aside from that i don't really know because really? this this whole off season i've been eating eggs and bacon but i'm like so tired of that right now i, I think i could not eat another egg right now i have the best egg recipe first i oil the pan then i crack three eggs but i take out two yolks then i scramble it and throw it on the pan and then i wait till the bottom gets brown and crispy i like dry eggs and then I flip okay, it over. that sounds disgusting. No, it's really good. I don't like when eggs are runny. I like it crispy. Okay, I don't know about that. I'll have to try it. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to try it. Also, I have the best avocado toast. So it has to be like a Japanese white bread. Then you toast it. And then you put avocado with everything but the bagel seasoning. Then you put sriracha. And here's the trick. Honey. Mm. That makes it really creamy. Yeah, people put honey on a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's really good. I don't really use a lot of honey, though. Honey's supposed to help you with allergens. Mm. Yeah. 
you know what my problem with breakfast is is i try and get protein into my meal obviously right but then there's not a lot of like breakfast meat options that are healthy and have protein i usually like in hawaii people just eat spam for breakfast right right which obviously i shouldn't be eating spam every single day you could do atabiki sausage (laughs) (laughs) okay what i usually do is throw like you know turkey breast yeah like the one that you put in sandwiches i throw it on the pan like sandwich meat yeah oh and then like fry it oh yeah it's actually really good or you could like fry bologna or something turkey bologna that can't be that great either no it's it's actually really good changes it up from bacon at least turkey bacon also corned beef hash is really good i tried that for the first time a couple years ago yeah but i don't know how healthy that is probably not very yeah but i mean i guess if my goal is always weight gain then it doesn't really matter yeah i think once since you don't have the resources right now your goal is weight gain but once you do have the resources and the time then your goal should be like actual healthy stuff because you do need to nourish your body not only to gain weight but for brain function and just overall performance my brain function's great yeah but it could be even better you never know (laughs) what were we talking about today at the beach a lot of stuff we i think we stayed at the beach for the longest amount of time ever a record amount of time today yeah i think we did that was a solid like four hours or so yeah the time just flew by that's why yeah also we kept going back in the water so we were like cooling off we had a lot of conversation on the beach today though yeah we were just talking about this season mostly are you nervous yeah i can't tell if i'm nervous or like excited anxious excited yeah it's just a lot of emotions because i feel like well i feel like nervous has a negative connotation so I wouldn't say nervous right. because I'm excited for sure. Right. But then there's also like some uncertainty. Yeah. With how the season's going to go, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think you should just trust that you prepared well enough for the season. Yeah. Because what a lot of anxiety comes from is not being able to do anything about it. Things that are out of your control. And you pretty much handled everything that is in your control. So. Mm-hmm. Now you can just be excited. Yeah. Okay, off the pod. I'm actually so fucking nervous to go out there and run. Mm. I haven't done any running. I've done running mechanics, but I haven't actually gone out to a field and, like, sprinted. Yeah. But, I mean, your, like, deadlifting is, like, a lot of cardio, too. Oh, I guess so. Anyway. There's no way you're less conditioned than all those guys. Yeah, true. No, but you're right, though. What you said about being prepared. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> vibrated everything because when you go out onto the field and you're in a high level of stress the only thing your body can do is revert to muscle memory right which is why the off season is so important because you have all this time to like drill muscle memory stuff into you whether it's like throwing mechanics or hitting mechanics or whatever running mechanics so that when you get on the field then your body just goes to muscle memory right that's such a good point under high stress you can't really think about too much you just do what you know really yeah. well but i love the off season though like that's why i think covid year was such a good year for me because i had a whole entire year to just focus on things i wanted to get better at because during the course of a season you're just going out and playing a game every day like you're not really too focused on the development part 
that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. It's like you play games every day. I mean, like, sure, you have some time for live BP and in and out and whatever, but how much are you really improving during right. the season? Right. That's what I love about the off season, because I feel like if you go, if you show up to the new season every year, and you got better than the prior year, then you're just gonna keep getting better and better every year. Yeah, and it shows a lot about your work ethic too. Yeah. Also, that kind of ties into what we were talking about today at the beach about what you would do differently if you could go back to high school. Yeah. Okay. So for all of you baseball youngsters out there, I'm sure all of you have YouTube accessible to you. Go to the Momentum YouTube channel and there's a video on there about high school showcases. And I thought it was a really good video to kind of simplify things because a lot of a lot of times I get questions or coaches get questions about like what showcase should I send my son to? And in the video, they really broke it down to one final statement, which is like, a showcase is exactly what it sounds like. It's a event to showcase your skills. And a lot of times people will show up to showcases and they'll be throwing like 80 miles per hour off the mound or, or whatever, or they'll run a slow 60 time. And then it's like, what are you showcasing, you know? So if I could go back in time and do things differently, instead of like playing all these summer ball tournaments or whatever i'll just spend that money to get myself a trainer or like get in the weight room or like get a hitting coach or something and just spend that time training so that when you do end up going to a showcase when you're a little bit older then you actually have things to display right because how many times are you going to go to a showcase as a ninth grader and get offered right because of that showcase yeah probably not very often even as a sophomore unless you're like really good so that's where like development comes in, spending that time to just develop. And then by the time you are of age where you might get recruited, you have a lot of tools to show. Right. And then it can the same can be said for like college baseball players cuz a lot of college guys will play summer ball and play like a 60 game summer ball season. Right. After they literally just finished like a 60 game college season. And it's like it's literally what, what I just said about the minor league season. Is like, how much better are you getting throughout the course of the season by playing games? Probably not a whole lot better in terms of development, like skill development. But if you were to Go eliminate to like that college line. summer ball season and just train, like get in the weight room or like go to a training facility like driveline or like an X2 or something and actually work on your skills, develop your skills, I think that's way more beneficial than playing more games. Right. But I was also thinking about this and not everyone has the money to go to like a driveline, pay rent and pay the fees that it costs to train there. Whereas like most people will just be, if they don't play summer ball, they'll just be hitting at whatever cage they can get access to during the summer. Maybe not even taking live BP, just like not even off the machine, just like Mm -hmm. front toss or whatever. So if that's the case, then definitely playing summer ball is worth it to maintain your skills but you're not gonna get like that much better right but in the situation that in a lot of people's situation it's probably the best option because you get like a host family and it's not as expensive as playing right or paying to go to a facility i think the best thing that you could do at any age or any level is if you don't have the money to spend to go to like a training facility like just get a gym membership and just get as strong as you possibly can yeah like there's no harm in getting stronger right because we're we're talking about this today too how 
when you watch a major league baseball game on TV, like nobody looks exceptionally big because everybody's the same size basically. Yeah. Or even if you're like sitting in the stands and you're looking down at the field, like nobody looks really big because they're all the same size. But if you were to stand right next to a major league baseball player, you would be amazed how like how big their muscles are and like how strong these guys are. It's actually crazy. You also don't realize it because they're not cut like basketball players or football players. Yeah. But But these guys can lift the car if they wanted to. And you only know that because you're comparing your numbers to theirs. Yeah. And seeing how much better they are. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Not like I wanna play in the major league so bad. But then like coaching actually really intrigues me as well. Not to say that I'm gonna give up my playing career to become a coach anytime soon, but when my playing career is done, like I would love to coach. You'd be a good coach too. I think only with maturity you started to enjoy coaching. I just think it's rewarding to help like help a kid out with something and then see him have success with that thing you're working on on the field. It's just like rewarding and cool to see. Yeah, but definitely when you're younger, you didn't really care about other people's development. Yeah, but I think because it went Okay, obviously when I was in high school, I was worried about my own career, like trying to make me the best me. Right. So. And you still are like that. Yeah. But I think now that you have all of the resources and you have access to all this knowledge, you can't help but want to share it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's actually that's actually spot on. That's exactly what it is. Because I learned so much in pro ball, like things I've never even heard of before. And it's things you wish you knew as a high schooler. Yeah. And I mean, as a player, maybe I wouldn't want to know all of these things. I think like too much information could be harmful. But there definitely are certain things that I've learned that I wish I knew when I was high. That I wish I knew when I was in high school. Yeah, and that's why you want to share it yeah and that actually goes hand in hand with what we were talking about um with isaiah's philosophy is like you're doing this like yes for yourself yes for the career but also a big part of it is to help the guys who follow you like the hawaii guys who follow you yeah if you guys don't know uh isaiah kiner falefa plays in the major leagues with the texas rangers and he's from hawaii he played at uh mid-pacific which is one of the schools that our high school used to play all the time. But I had a conversation with him, and he's been in the major leagues for kind of a long time now, right. like probably four or five years maybe. Mm-hmm. But I've never once talked to him about what his experience is like in the major leagues. Like he doesn't talk about what his daily life is like or any anything of that like sort. The private jets that he flies on, the people he brushes shoulders with. Right. It's never about that for him. Yeah. But he always talks about how the reason he does what he does is to create that Hawaii pipeline into the pros. Because it's different now, but definitely when he was in high school in like 2013 or whatever, there wasn't a lot of guys going to play college baseball or even getting drafted. But Isaiah got drafted, and then like KJ Harrison gets drafted, uh, Christian Donahue plays pro ball now. Um, Like there's so many guys playing professional baseball now. So Isaiah was basically telling me, like, yeah, it's great that you got drafted, congratulations. But at the same time, like, make it to the major leagues and like work yourself so hard and make a good impression in professional make a good impression in professional baseball. Treat people with respect, make good connections. Yeah. So that it continues to pave that pathway for the high school boys now. Yeah. Because Hawaii kids typically didn't get those types of opportunities in the past. 
So a lot of what you guys are doing is going to change that. Yeah. And it already has mm -hmm. just in the decade since Isaiah has been a pro. Mm -hmm. Which one? Yeah. I mean, like we just said, it's it's like it's rewarding for me, even in that sense, to know that I got drafted and I feel like I'm doing the right things as a person and as a player to continue to open those doors for the kids now, like in an indirectly in an indirect way. Yeah. Not saying that you're the reason that these kids are right, going right, to. Right. Division one schools and yeah. getting drafted, but like, I think I think the talent has honestly elevated since we were in high school. Yeah, for sure. Like these kids nowadays are so good. Yeah, but like everybody knew. Okay, when we're my senior year, I got drafted in twenty nineteen. Um, our center fielder for our high school ended up getting picked in the third round of the draft. But everybody knew he was going to get drafted. Right. He's been saying since he was in like seventh grade that he wants to get drafted and play professional baseball so everybody knew he was gonna get drafted because this kid was really good but i don't think a lot of people expected me to get picked right. out of high school and i think when that happened like people around the country like colleges and other professional scouts were kind of like surprised i guess especially because you didn't have any big d1 offers yeah and he didn't either yeah so when people saw that i think they were kind of they felt like they're missing out on something that's that's here. It's it drew more attention because you're in the same class and you went to the same school. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of eyes in Hawaii now. But once again, it's not about me. But not yeah. to say that I'm the reason why. Yeah. But I, th I think it's part of it. Yeah, definitely. Like, it draws a lot of attention because it's like, what are we missing out there in Hawaii? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily look at these two guys like they're so good. We need to go out there. But right. maybe this is a place that is untouched that has a lot of talent yeah and i think there's definitely like a baseball gold rush happening in hawaii right now for sure like there's a lot of a lot of people coming here and establishing like travel ball teams or like people are making recruiting services and stuff so it's cool to see yeah hawaii baseball on the rise yeah i think it used to be big back in the day and it sort of died down a little bit but i, I like that it's making a comeback yeah stronger than ever too Let's talk about Hawaii baseball. Okay. Like University of Hawaii baseball. Yeah, sure. So the University of Hawaii baseball team has a new head coach this season, Rich Hill, who came from San Diego and had a really successful coaching career at University of San Diego. But one of the things I've noticed with him is trying to recruit a lot of local talent, which I think is really good. Like giving these kids opportunities to play Division One college baseball is awesome. And... Um, I don't know. It's cool to see. Yeah. And UH is a D1 school. Why not recruit from your backyard? Right. Where there's so much talent. Yeah. So Yeah. That's really good that he's giving all these Hawaii kids the opportunity to get seen and play at the Division One level. Yeah. Like we've been saying this for a long time now, that if University of Hawaii was to put a team of all Hawaiian kids on the field, they might not have the best players, but they're going to play together. Yeah. And they and definitely have a good amount of talent yeah like maybe not sec level talent but they're still like we got a lot of really good guys like people from pac-12 schools people from sec schools so and i think the thing about the kids in hawaii that makes them a little different is that kids here like play with a lot of energy and they're gritty yeah like they're gonna go out on the field and fight and they'll definitely play for each other yeah too but I'm sad that I'm leaving because I wanted to 
watch some UH baseball games. I know we plan to go too, yeah. but you're leaving right before the season starts. Opening day is literally this coming Friday, I think. Yeah. Right? Like five, six days from now. Yeah. I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have gone. Mm-hmm. That's all right. You're like the number one UH fan. Yeah, because I think deep down inside, I wish I went there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I didn't end up going to college anyway, but... Yeah, you always wish that you committed there. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Especially kinda. now, with their program. Yeah. Go Bows. Go Bows. <laughs> I think I'm more invested in UH now because we have friends that go there, so... Yeah, like, people that you've played with. It's actually crazy to see the starting lineup and think about how many of those people you actually played with yeah, and were or, friends or played with. against or something yeah like. so it's nice it's nice to look at the team and not just wonder who all of the yeah all of them are. because that's how it was in the past like right. we would recruit kids from all over the mainland and they would go on the field and like nobody knows who they are yeah i think the crowds are going to be crazy this year i think so too and they're hosting vanderbilt this year right that's gonna be so- i wish you were gonna be here for that i game. know that series is gonna be good mm-hmm. upset of the season <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Well, I'll be taking a microphone with me to Florida. Yay. So hopefully we can get some podcasts done. Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of content from spring training. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And from the season in general. There's there's a lot of uh, unknown things right now. Right. That I'm sure we can talk about in future podcasts. Like, for example, the housing situation. Housing situation, the lockout. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns. And I think that's part of the reason why you're so uneasy about going. Yeah. Too, is because there's a lot of changes this season, not only throughout minor league baseball, but in your org. Yeah, a lot of new staff members. Yeah, should be interesting. Plus, I don't know where I'm going to be assigned yet. Right. So. But you know what? That's all part of the baseball excitement. Yeah. Is the unknown. We will keep you guys updated on future Catching Feelings podcast episodes. Definitely. This is not the end of the Catching Feelings podcast. Yep. There's more to come. Yep. So stay tuned. Alrighty. Goodbye. Bye.